Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, if you've been hiding under a rock of late, the draft for the 2022 season has been completed and the Eagles have had their best draft haul in, I guess, a decade. Um, how did we go? Well, we'll discuss it all in this week's episode, but before we do that, welcome Dan and Wayne. Are you relieved it's all over? Because it's been a while since we played footy. I think Dan and me were saying this a while. We couldn't wait for it to, to finish, to get get over it and get these young guys, get them into pre-season and move on. Yeah, it's had, it was a great draft though. Yeah, way too long wait, you know, and I'm just glad it's all over now. It was very exciting, edge of the seat kind of stuff, wasn't it, really? Yeah, they pushed it back because of the AFLW Grand Final and their season, so it was two weeks later than normal. Um, so hopefully they change it back next year. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Oh, kids, it's too long to wait. Kids are finishing their exams too this yeah. time of the year, so. Well, for the stats, people, and I know Dan's one of these, 649 players nominated for the draft. Only 59 were taken on the first night. I think it would have been 20 in the rookie draft and there was 14 Cat B rookies. So when you look at the pool, there's a lot of kids that miss out. So there's a lot of good stories, but it's a lot of hard luck stories. And we've talked off air some of the players that missed out, but their chances come up. In the SSP period, um, from what I hear, the Eagles are finished. They've got no more spots. I don't even think they'll have train-ons. Yeah, no. we'll need an injury now to get anyone on there. Um, but after that draft, you sit back and you're happy to have that list full right now. Mm. Compared to this time last year, we had Shep retire early. We had players that were out for the season already, you know. Uh, Clark and Cripps were both in, uh, mm. in surgery for getting pectoral muscles torn and yeah. it was unbelievable. So now sitting here with a full list after a strong draft hand, you feel a lot more comfortable this, <laughs> this time in December, November than you did last year, that's for sure. And and a lot of the guys that you've seen come back, you can tell there's a whole different enthusiasm down at the club. Um, I mean, I haven't been to the sessions, but you can just see through the all the media hype and that and they actually look really fit, very fit. I've got a couple good. of mates that work out of the offices down there and, yeah, this morning it was like, oh, you want to see he's ripping it up? And, and it was good because one of the players got re-picked today and they said he was best on the training track today. So maybe he got told this morning before he went out there. So before we get into talking about each one of them, we briefly, well, in the main draft we had picks 9, 14, 23, 29 and 58 and we took Reuben Jinby. So it's not Ginby, like we've yeah. been saying, it's yeah. Ginby. So Elijah Hewitt, Harry Barnett, Kobe Bergil, and Noah Long in the main draft. We took, we re-picked Zane True and Isaiah Winder. So personally, I'm happy that they did that, give them another chance, and they've got a year left on the contracts. And Cat B rookies, we picked up Tyrell DeWar. He's from Subiaco. Now, he's a live wire, so that's a Willy Rioli replacement, I think. He's tall too. He had a great final series for yeah, Subiaco. Was, great final He's series. electric. And Jordan Baker from East Perth. So, And, yeah, chuck in Jaden Hunt from the trade. That's 10 players that's reshaped our club, so... Going forwards, I, I, I'm pretty excited. I don't know about you guys. Well, 
I look at it too. We took five in the draft this year, five last year. We took West in the mid-season draft last year and Cully in the mid-season this year. Oh, yeah, so without too. even counting rookies, that's 12 in the space of 13 months. We've had 12 mm. new kids basically come in, which is amazing. And this draft, and for anyone, you know, welcome any new listeners if this is your first episode. Welcome to the Eagle Nation family. But for the people that do listen before, what a draft. It was exactly what we said. It's not very deep. But the talent in this year's draft in the first, say, two rounds, beginning of third round, was amazing. And you saw that. We saw Husway, we saw Hotton, we saw Binzu, Wayne and I, big fans of go and pick 30s. Mm. Like, it was such a strong draft. So to have such a strong draft hand going into this draft, I'm ecstatic. I think this is the most positive I think I've ever been for a draft, basically ever, since like the 90s. We've had drafts where I've been like, he'll be a great player. But I haven't had a draft where I've been so confident in so many plays, if that makes sense. I think we've nailed it the last two drafts now because you look last year, we picked up – now, who had heard of Brady Hoff last year? At the start of the draft, who had heard of – thought, who's Brady Hoff? Comes in, never, never heard much of him. You know, we'd heard of Rhett Bazo and then Campbell Chesser came. It was our top pick. You know, and Chesser was looking great in that first preseason game until he did his uh, – broke his ankle – um, and Brady Hoffs has come out of nowhere, has enchant, has enhanced himself into the league team. Rhett Bazo's second half of the year, he's playing league footy. And now we're bringing in, as we'll talk about later, a couple of ready-made players to get straight back into into that league team. Plus, for the first time, and you know me, I've been wanting a big man for a long time. We're finally getting possibly the next Dean Cox at our club, which I'm... Dean Cox is my favourite all-time player. So, Well, I'm going to go back a bit further. I reckon, except for 2019, which we only took two players, Callum Jemison and Ben Johnson, because we basically took ourselves out of the draft, yeah. I think the 2017 and 2018 drafts are pretty good too. Mm. When you look at some of the players that are playing now, Oscar Allen, Waterman and stuff like that, you know, we've lost a couple. Liam Ryan. But, you know, I think a lot of people – and it's, I guess it's about being a supporter. Everyone thinks they're a recruiter, ourselves included. Mm. You know, everyone picks who they want. Uh, they get it set in their mind, oh, we didn't pick him. But it's, well, they didn't pick him for a reason. They rank him differently like we know. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, you've got to put faith in the club. And I know O'Brien cops a lot of flack, man. So um, people call him out and John. Well, if he's out and John, he's doing a bloody good job, man, because yeah. you know what Elton John does? Platinum records all the time, and that's what Rowan O'Brien's basically delivered today. Well, the star man nailed it, didn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, oh. And it, just the wording from him and the coach, uh, they talked about you've got your order and sometimes you miss out by a pick or two. You're very happy with the plays you do get, but it wasn't the list you got. They walked out and they felt like they got the list they wanted, and I feel that they did. Um you, you especially, Wayne, but both of you were very high on Barnett. Well, we got him and that's the tall Ruckman, you know. Hewitt and Jimby, the two WA boys, they were a bit worried wouldn't be there, especially Jimby with um, Gold Coast pick five that turned into six. They were worried he wouldn't be there. So I felt like they were just ticking the boxes they wanted to tick and getting the players that they were scouting. And mm. I've always got faith in scouts because we've been great at getting good rookies and diamonds in the rough. Barras was a diamond in the rough. You mentioned Cox, he was a rookie. You know, Gov was a rookie. So we've got, had so much talent scouting these players. But then we add in these good picks we've got and they just they just now I'm over the moon. Well, if we jump forward to next year, we if we finish where we did this year, which I don't think we will. <coughs> 
you've got picks 2, 20, 26, 38 and 44. So we've got a good draft hand coming next year. So people that are worried about a rebuild, well, you rebuild through drafts and every now and then if you get closer, you're chucking your trades and all that. So we've got another good draft hand next year. Yeah. So, And the draft's going to be heaps deeper. Let's talk about the players because it's too early to tell if it's a win because, you know, things happen. Look at Daniel Venables, yeah. you know. Craig gets cut short, so we don't wish that on anyone. Let's talk about Reuben Gibney, um, 188 centimetres, 81 kilograms, midfielder, de- defender. He started off as a defender from East Perth. He was one – got two guys that were on the All-Australian under-18s team. Um, he was one of them. So, look, at the start of the year, people were saying Jinbi who, and he's risen – well – there is no risers and sliders if you go from what <laughs> what's his name Kenia Beatson says. Um, look, he's pushed himself up there, man. And um, if you listen to him, he's got a lot of leadership in him, mm. power. Yeah, people we- rated ra- people rated him because at East Perth he was playing. He had to get a couple of games in the league and stuff like that. So he was playing against the men. He played PSA footy, he played Colts footy and he played championships footy. So he experienced a bit but for him, he, he said last year under 17s had a, didn't get even picked in the States. That sort of reflected on him. He turned around, he grew, I don't know, 20 – I can't remember how many centimetres more it was and he put on a bit of bulk. So, man – did you expect him to get through or did you think he's going to – Well, I think we all – I think at the start of the year you would have – exactly, Reuben who? And it wasn't until halfway through the year and a couple of those state games, they they transfer for, uh, formed him from a halfback, a rebounding halfback player to the midfield. And, I mean, the guy's what, six, he's 180 – was he 180 uh, – 188 centimetres. So he's over, he's over six foot. And he's very – Bulky. I mean, you saw him standing next to Adam Simpson when he got his jumper. I mean, he's a good inch and a half taller than Simo. And Simo was no slouch as a midfielder. He was quite a tall midfielder in his day. And he's a left footer, which I reckon is great because we know how, you know, Dom Sheed gets out of trouble as a left footer. And he's he's an in, he can play inside, he can play outside. And, you know, if he needs to go back to halfback, he can go back there as well. I, I just think he's the pick of the draft, I think. You just said Dom Sheed, and it's funny, I heard an interview today, and that's who he wants to roll his game on as a mentor. So it's yeah, interesting well, you just said no, that. Right, we we that. all know how much a big fan I am of Sheed, the, goat. the goat. Like, goat. Yeah, I just find – and I know he's not the best mid we've ever had or anything like that, but I just find he's a very underrated player, and I, that's why I like him. But uh, Jimby, yeah, you, you mentioned were we confident in getting him. Um, not until – I was confident – Sons were going to go Humphreys because Humphreys is a rare talent and it's what they need. They needed a forward slash mid yep. that could play that role. But until they picked him, I wasn't sitting easy. Once they picked him, I was pretty confident Hawks would go McKenzie and then Clark to Cats. So after that, I was quite yeah, confident yeah. we got him. And we got to cast our mind further back. This comes back to the trade, a much maligned thing by supporters for the pick two and pick 12. Now, we – were like they said they were scouting Jimby for a while, but it was as you said, Wayne, halfway through the season when we felt no, this kid's something special. And the go home factor, it is present, they don't like to talk about it. It doesn't affect Eagles as much as it does some other clubs because we're a well built club, let's be honest. That's not arrogance, we are, we're financially quite stable. 
So it affects other teams more, but they wanted that WA talent. They didn't want to risk an early pick going home. Mm. They'll take those gambles with later picks, but not the early ones. And I'll mention the go-home factor a bit later because it'll be relevant again. But they would have almost picked Jimby at pick two. So they slid down thinking he would be available later at pick eight. So they did that trade, and we got Hewitt, who will speak out later, and Jimby for that pick too. That's amazing. And then cast our mind back again. We won't touch this briefly. We picked – now we know who we got for the Chester deal, didn't we? Because yeah, we had 26, pick 12, we went 29. back 14. So as it pronounced, Burgle? Begill. 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 Yeah, another talented player. And Chester now for that pick 12. So our, suddenly in the last two years, we've turned our two first-round picks into two – as far as we're concerned – these players have to actually prove themselves. But yeah. from what we see and highlights and believe that mm. something special. So master actual trading to get this draft time we've had and get these players in. Well, I've got to thank one of my mates, Mr. Barry G out there, because he's an East Perth fanatic and I didn't even know who Jinby was. And he goes, oh, Sada, you got to watch this kid, mate. He goes, this kid's going to be something. And he, he said that before the start of the year. So, mm. and um, But that's East Perth people say – We've been these pep wars. They knew they had someone special there. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, Hamish Bracewell said the and same Hammer. thing. Anyone that plays yep. and has anything to do with this kid mm. rates him so highly. All right, let's go to our second pick. So we we slid down to fourteen. It was originally twelve, but because of the uh, Jasper uh, bid, went to fourteen. And a, a lot of people on media, social media, were saying we're into Ed Allen, and I think a lot of people got seduced by that. Um, but all along, I think the Eagles, from what I hear, they ranked Hewitt higher. So, and they were laughing when he was available because I know Swans were definitely into him. Um, Collingwood were into him. So, for us to get him at that, and I don't know if any of you guys have get, get five minutes, download the SEN app or whatever. I listen to that quite a lot. And just have a listen to some of the interviews with this guy. To me, he is one of the best spoken kids I've ever heard in AFL footy. Mm. It's like he's had media training for the last five years. Um, and this guy's a future leader. And well, we all saw what he did in the under-18s game against um, Vic Metro where he had 29 possessions, 11 inside 50s, two goals and he played off, oh, I think he palmed off about six. Harry Cole was on the end of a few of his passes. So... You know, he had a bit of inconsistent form after the under-18s, but that was because of COVID yes, and he got COVID. sick. Um, but he played against men. Mm. He played in the league as well. So um, so maybe it's another reason why the Eagles win him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think his highlights – I mean, Dan's been a massive fan of him for a long time. But he's, you look at his highlights, he's very explosive off the mark. He both kicked, hands, he, both feet. Yeah, kicks the ball both – yeah, he's on both sides. So he's on both sides of the body. He – um, he's not afraid to go for. He's not afraid to go for it. He's a great tackler in the midfield. You watch him in on his highlights. He, he's not afraid to tackle. He's a good grab. He's very strong overhead, and he's a, he's a ball user. And yeah, again, he's going. He he's could quite easily fit in our half forward line in our forward line somewhere as well. I think as well, even on the wing. So yeah. that's what I love about our two first picks. You mentioned them both. Uh, Jimby can play back. And Hewitt can play forward. So it's a great way for these kids to get a game because if they can't force their way in the midfield straight away, they can play. We did it with Venables. 
Uh, we played him a lot forward. You know, he was always going to be a mid, but we just blooded him to get those games. So we could do that with Hewitt. And Jimby, we can play back just to get the games under their belt to start with. And to me, that's huge. And um, I didn't realise, see, I would have been, a lot of it was touted Ed Allen. I would have been more than happy. I would have been ecstatic with Ed Allen. But I didn't know, I always wanted Hewitt, and that was just my opinion, and that was personal. Phantom Guides, no one really had us with Hewitt. So... And as I said, I would have been happy with him. But then when we actually picked him, I didn't know how much more I wanted Hewitt than Alan. Mm. And no disrespect to Alan. But yeah, that was my fist pump moment. When we got Hewitt, that was my fist pump moment. Because that pick 12, I didn't know where, where we were going with it. I didn't know what player because they're both very talented. Um, and yeah, again, for the OG listeners that went back, after watching that first carnival game, he beat Ashcroft. He was best on ground, not just for the side out of any team. I, I had him at pick two. I said he's a WA boy. Uh, he had he was a top ten prospect at that stage, um, and he dominated that game. Explosive through the midfield. The goals were beautiful. As you said, he set up so many goals too. Then he, he got COVID and he got long COVID, um, which drains him, and it, it, it's hard to rebound from that. So he slid a little bit, and to me that's – from adversary, sometimes positive things come from it. And that made meant he slipped to 12, which meant we got him, and it was perfect for us. And you can look at our whole season as a whole, the for adversary comes, you know, success. <laughs> we wouldn't be in the position we are now about having this horrible year. Oh, yeah. So this is the light at the end of the tunnel, and these two boys, two WA boys, two first-round picks, you can't be more than happy with no. that. Well, that's why we're excited, because the only way is up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... Um, Look, can't agree. Oh, well, I have to agree totally with ex- exactly what you both, you guys say. Getting a bit tongue twisted there. Uh, pick twenty three. It was a second pick on uh, the second night, so everyone was probably worrying what's going on with uh, GWS. If who they're going to pick? Um, so we picked Harry Barnett. Yeah. So you know he was two hundred and two centimeters, ninety three kilos. Um, this is his quote. It's an unreal moment. I'm lost for words. Nick Nat is a massive role model. To learn from him will be unreal. He's second to none. So he was excited. You, you know, you get, that's what I'd have liked about him. They're all excited. They don't care who they're getting picked up because they're getting picked, you mm. know what I mean? And he was the second boy on our list that we picked who was an All-Australian under 18. Mm. So um, as... Rowan O'Brien says they've tracked him for most of the year. He played against men at the SANFL as well um, for West Adelaide, I think it is. So, you know, and his 2K time trial, 6 minutes 32 for a ruckman. Now, you just said Dean Cox. Mm. That's probably the only thing that they're not similar in because Dean Cox was last in the 2K time trial. In his first one he was. (laughs) But, yeah, look. Static, I think we all – well, I had him pick 29. I had him the next pick back, but you can't get them all right. So um, what are you guys expecting from him? Are you happy with the pick? Oh, I'm ra- I had him up in the early 20s. I thought he'd go in the early 20s because he's – and you guys know me. I've, I've been wanting a, a, a real good ruckman in the draft for since Tim English Day. So I've been – Chase one, I think we've got one. You know, Dean Cox is my favourite player at all time. I think he's our greatest player, but that's only me. But 
this is the closest I've seen a guy come that could be as close as him. If he's as half as good as Coxie, we're going to have a, a really top player. And I reckon he's ready now. And this is putting pressure on the kid, but I reckon he's ready now to jump straight in and be Nick's, Nick's understudy because Williams and uh, – Bailey Williams Jamison. and uh, Jamison. Jamison, they dropped the ball this season and this kid's ready to jump in. You watch his highlights – He's he's down back. He's up forward. He's very much like Max Gorn at the currently at the moment. He's probably the the number one ruckman in the competition because of his efforts around the ground. He's very much like him when you watch his highlights. And I I, I rap and he he's a real character too. He's got some real spunk about him, and he's got some funny attributes. And he's gonna I reckon he's gonna be a real cult. He's gonna have a big cult following at our club because he's uh, got a great sense of humour on him. Yeah, Wayne. Um, you read my mind. I can't do much but reiterate that um he's got these young ruckmen especially the under 18 ones are very usually very lanky and skinny where he's got he, he'll fill out a bit more but he's got size to him already so i think he's ready made and jamison Williams really need to look out because he could come in in his first year leapfrog them and quite easily because you know for a fact we got two rucks we always play two rucks yeah. and this player his highlights are amazing. He was all Australian for the under eighteen squad. He was the best ruckman in the draft. And yes, you were very high on him, Wayne. You were very high on him too. Um, but for me, this was the deal of the draft for me. Mm. I think once we lost Ed Allen, that was my pick was Barnett because I wanted Jones who went earlier, but I had him at twenty six. I didn't think Barnett would last to our pick twenty six. Obviously, five sons our picks went down, but I didn't think he would last. And this was the one moment and the only moment in the second night where I was on the edge of my seat for GWS's pick because that was the one player and the one player only that I wanted for that pick. Yeah. For the next one down, I, I wanted a George maybe or a, a Burgle. Um, but yeah, I knew Barnett would not last to our next pick, and we got the best. Ruckman in the draft, and I can't wait to see him. And I, I honestly believe exactly what Wayne said. I think Jamison Williams dropped the ball. This was their year to dominate, and they didn't. This was their way to stamp their position because they're not kids anymore. They're four fifth-year players yeah. now, and this player comes in. He's got the size, and his highlight tapes is something amazing. And it was very – I hate comparisons, but how can you not compare that to Dean Cox? Because that's where he starred was covering the ground. He wasn't the highest jumper like that, but because he covered the ground so well, he took the marks back, he took marks forward. He was a bloody All-Australian pocket. Mm. Did you know that? In mm. his last All-Australian year, he wasn't the All-Australian ruck. He was All-Australian forward bloody pocket because mm. that's how well he covered the ground. I think he kicked 20 goals or something that season because he covers the ground so well. So yeah. half as good as him, Wayne, you're right, we've got a star. What it does do is puts players like, Williams and Jamison on notice. Yeah, definitely. It's um, you guys got to put up now. Like you said, four years on the list, five years on the list. It's you know the pressure's there from underneath. Now they didn't have the pressure before. Mm. They were it. They didn't have the pressure. Now they got the pressure. So hopefully it it works out great for the club. You know what I mean? But yeah. like you said, I could I could probably see him leapfrogging them. Um, no pressure on the kid, but you know he's he's got that talent. Oh, and no if, like you've just said, if you haven't had a look on um, YouTube, go and have a look at his highlights because they are spectacular. Yeah, first class. Um, you know, and, you know, he can hit the scoreboard. 
He's not afraid to go forward. So takes a great contested mark. Very clean hands. His mm. clearance works brilliant. And this is a snapshot. An athletically gifted midfielder with proven versatility. Oh, sorry, I've jumped ahead. Shouldn't read that. That's the next person. <laughs> to be honest, I I, I, did, I shook my head when you were saying that because yeah. little Barnett. Yeah, yeah, that's him. I, that I, was again. That was Dean Cox. <laughs> yeah, he was a midfielder yeah. that could trump. Yeah. But yeah. No, he's capable of having impact around the ground. So um, that's what I was supposed to be reading. Um, let's go to the next pick. And, you know, and I think, Dan, you're going to talk about the go-home factor here. When Eagles do pick Victorians, they seem to pick country Victorians. Chesser, you know. Um, I think it's that lure that it's not in the big city, so the lure of going home ain't as great as what it would be. No. So – they picked up a young guy from Gippsland Power in um, Kobe Bergil. Um, he's 183, 76 kilograms. And this guy, I just went back and had a look at the under-18s game because um, him and the next guy featured really well in it uh, for Vic Country. They both kicked three goals each. This guy is electric. He's got pace to burn. Mm. So... Um, that's why they picked him. They need pace. Uh, he's got scoreboard impact. Uh, again, clean hands. So you can tell why they picked him. They they addressed the need. So I don't know if you've seen those highlights, but go and have a look at them. Oh, Two of them are beautiful snap goals. The AFL is just so built around pace now. But the in vogue thing right now is these um, forwards mids. These hybrid plays are the forwards, mids, the Petrarcas, the Degoies. They even turned Stringer into that in his successful couple of seasons. Um, and that's what this kid is. He's quick, but he's that forward that can go midfield as well, star. And um, I'm so great to get him because we don't really have that perfect mid- midfield, uh, midfield slash forward. Um, so it's great to get him. And this is another one they've been scouting for a long time. So this was their man. This is the player they wanted. They knew they wanted this player. And that's why I think they were so happy with this draft because who they highlighted, they got. Um, and then this is where I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I did want to talk about the go-home factor. There's no – it's actually a tangible thing why we picked the country, Vic Country Boys. And it's very simple. These Vic Country Boys, they have to go to boarding school. They go to boarding school yeah, in the went cities. To, he went to Geelong Grammar? Yes. So That's what I'm saying. They, saying. they all do it because – so they're used to being away from home. They're used to leaving the family. You know what I mean? So for them to move interstate, it isn't as big a problem as the Vic Metro boys yeah. are. So whenever you pick a Victorian, you're always safer with a Vic country kid because they go to boarding schools. They're already experienced being away from home because that's the life they've lived for the last three, four years. You know what I mean? And – their football team kind of becomes their brotherhood. That becomes their new family. So they come over here and they adapt to that too. Now their AFL footy team is now their new brotherhood, their family. And that's where the go-home factor, it's still always there with all players because there's that little, you know, family's important. Family always comes first, you know. We all got fans, we all feel the same. So there's always that little voice, but the Vic Country ones handle it better because they've experienced it at such a young age. And that's why I think, our drafting has been masterstroke. Barnett, we saw his reaction, so happy to be here. The first two picks we took were two WA boys, so definitely not a flight risk. And then the two Vicks we did pick were Vic country boys. And to me, that was very, very important. 
I got it wrong. He didn't go to Geelong Grammar. He's from Gippsland. That's mm. the other side. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm jumping ahead all the time. Yeah. Um, look, you, you, I think I think too. Right. I the thing that I know that the club looked at with him too. They saw him in um, uh, Metro when he's playing in his under 18s comp. He did play off half back a bit. And his speed off half back was outstanding. I mean, he was third fastest, I think, in the combined draft in the draft in the uh, like the have the testing in the twenty meter sprint. But as also his disposal, his, he can he can kick a ball fifty meters on the run flat out. That's Nathan Buckley type we're talking about that can do that. I mean, Buckley was probably the greatest kick I saw on the run at full speed that could kick the ball consistently fifty to sixty meters. We can get a kid like this. Who can, whether he's playing midfield or off half, but you're talking a guy now who can impact the scoreboard out of the middle of the ground, out of the wings, or even off the halfback. We're going back to the days of Bluey McKenna, even uh, Bunga Hearn in his early days. This is what this is what we've missed for a few years now, and then all of a sudden we've rec- now this kid's come out of nowhere too. He was in nobody's radar except ours. So the club obviously saw something. They kept it quiet. And I, I think we've got a, a, a real steal. You know, and again, when you've got a guy with that speed, you add in Campbell Chesser this year once he gets his injuries right, we're, we're looking at a very fast team. And guys like – it's going to be- benefit guys like Kelly and Sheed who are not the quickest guys going around, but they can be the accumulators. These guys can be the impactors. Versatility is great. I love hearing you say that because I didn't realise he played off half back, but mm. with that speed, that's great. A lot of his highlights were uh, four to centre, but mm. that's going to help him get a game. It's similar to what I said with Hewitt going forwards and Jimby yeah. back because we touched on it, not including rookies. That's 12 players in the last like two drafts we've brought in. They're not all going to get a game. Doesn't mean they're not going to make it. I just mean they're not all going to get a game. So if you're versatile, you can plug holes that we can bleed you, um, blood you, sorry, in. This didn't sound right, bleed. (laughs) We can blood you in the AFL team playing these different positions. Mm. So being versatile and quick will be very good because we realised last year we did try and change that game style. We we had Yo back and Jones back where we wanted that run out of defence, didn't we? So he ticks that box too. So another one, there's pressure on all players. Now Jones needs to worry if this player comes in because he's another one that's not very skinny. He's another reasonably big boy, isn't he? So if they're playing waffle, playing good, well, yeah. they I take think, their chance. I think Wazza hit the nail on the head too when you said this. all of a sudden we've got 10 players who's going to put pressure on these players in the senior team. And yeah. that's what we need. That's like we, Let's face it, we had a shit year this year because of injuries and sickness and whatever. We, we don't want to keep going over it. But if we had that, we had that versatility and pressure, how different will our team be? Yeah, no pressure underneath was there really no, this year. None. Or for really two well, years in a row, that's the problem. Everyone's like, drop this out of form play. It's like, yeah, but who's replacing him? Yeah. Well, see, there was no pressure. Now there will be a lot of pressure. And before we get on to the last play, that's it. Even the mids got pressure now because there's younger guys coming up now. Before you had your sheets and your, your – they were all going to play. Yeah. There was no one underneath, and that's no disrespect to the mids that are on our list at the moment, but we all said they weren't ready for it, like Xavier and Neil and, yeah. and the likes, you know what I mean? So it's going to be a big year for a lot of players this year, mm. um, and with these new guys, it's going to be a rocket up their ass. Now, everyone was thinking that the Eagles would go to the draft, only have four picks, and that, they basically said that, that probably only have four picks. But then they said if there's something there late 
and as we know, it was a very shallow draft. And you, you're talking about out of nowhere. This kid's oh, come out of nowhere. Yeah. This kid is, well, let's, you know, pick 58 was um, Noah Young. Uh, Noah, Noah Long. <laughs> Noah Long. And, um, you know, he's from Benigo Pioneers Vic Country, another country boy. He broke his collarbone in the first game of the year at, in the NAB League and didn't play for three months. But when he come back, it was like he was. It was like a preseason for him, and he just didn't put a foot wrong. And you know, we lost Willie Rioli as a small forward, and they obviously seen someone in this kid because, you know, for us to take that extra pick and not have an extra pick spot over preseason, they must rate him pretty high. Yeah, well, we we really haven't. Look, I know we all rated Willie, but we really haven't had a dynamic. Uh, small goal kicking forward since Mark Lacroix. I think he was our top class one. Willie impacted in other areas, but look, let's face it, Lecker was uh, consistently a what 40, 40, 50 goal kicker every year. So I'm not saying this kid is going to be, but looking at his highlights too, I mean, he kicked three goals against WA in the in the now with him in and the, in the, the Nationals. Yeah. They kicked three goals each in that game, yeah. and just watching the highlights. Both of them, you know, they played a lot of footy together. Mm. So, you know, that's another good thing. They know each other. Yeah. They're bringing them over. And that's only a benefit for our club. But it does put pressure on. And that's one that's one position that is open for grabs mm. is our small forward. And if he's playing in the Bendigo area, he's tough. Yeah. That's a tough competition out in that area. Yeah, Vic Country footy in general is very big. <laughs> it Atuka, is. You know, they got Shep, yeah. you know, there's a lot of big towns, country towns out there with quite large populations, Um, but not much else more to do other than sheer sheep and bloody. Obviously, you, you, can tell, you can tell I've got family out there. I know what you do out there. But, yeah, Stereotypes, sheer sheep and yeah. play footy. No, it's true. It's, yeah. That's what they do out there. It's where most of the wool comes from. But, uh, yeah, again, this is a needs player. This is the one that we might not see straight away. This is a project player, but very much needs. Cripps is coming to the end. You touched Rioli's gone. Langdon's been delisted. Um, and it, it, it Rioli getting suspended for song, it, it gave us a look that, it was something we were lacking. I remember during suspension, something we kept on talking. We brought in Nick Reed, who was a great AFL story, was playing amateurs, made the waffle side, then got on our list in the AFL side. But he wasn't a star, you know. His story was great, and it was great to see his perseverance and get that game and kick a goal in AFL. He'll always remember that. And then Rioli comes back, but then he leaves, you know. Zach Langdon, you know, you, you wanted more from a player that – was, you know, played under Toby Green, you know what I mean, yeah. that learnt from Toby Green for his first few years. And we didn't have that. So this is a needs. we got now that small four. And I'll tell you what, look at his highlights. He can kick. He kicks a 60-metre goal in his highlights. Yes. He's not a small kick. Mm. So he's not going to miss from, like, no. not make the distance from 40 metres out. He's got a powerful boot on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not bad for a small small player. So. Yeah. And again, addressing the need, the speed. Speed seems to be the this is common the, denominator across yeah. all our picks. Because even no the Ruckman wasn't, you know, he's slow. Yeah. Well, we didn't really touch on it because he didn't win many things. But even Hewitt, going back right to the beginning, our second pick now of Hewitt, he was in top few players for a lot of the combine running. Mm. So he's not slow, you know. You look at it, he was in the top five in two, three different categories, you know. So... 
He's a quick one too. Chester last year, very quick. So we have definitely yeah, it's, looking at I, pace. I, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. So that they were the five that we picked in the main draft. We go to the rookie draft and we spoke off air. The rookie draft's changing. I reckon they'll get rid of it in a couple of years or if not next year. Um, and most of the players were either re-picked or by their own clubs or by another club. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we've given Isaiah Winder and Zane True another chance. They both had a year to go on their contract, so it's probably common sense that they would have been paying for them anyway. So they've got to take this opportunity now because, you know, they've got to take it and seize it. That's because right. Because you, you've got that. You've got a year. You've got to go and grab this with both hands. Now, Zane True injured quite a lot. So 75% of the time he was on the list, he was injured. Grew quicker, uh, fractures, shin splints, whatever. So that probably kept him from progressing. Isaiah Winder used in different positions, couldn't find his niche. He had a few injuries, but in the last month of the waffle, he showed what he can do. Mm. But you've got to do it a more consistent effort. Um, so those guys get, you know, we don't have to talk too much about them because we know what they're like. So, but... Again, pressure. They've mm. got these younger guys coming up that are going to get two years or maybe three-year contracts. So they're, they're set. They've got to – this is good. It's good for the club. So were you happy going that way? Do you think they were lucky? Oh, I think um, – I think I'm glad Zane True got another go because his, his one game he played, I thought he played really well. It's just been – and, you know, as Dan touched on, he's he just needs a bit of uh, – Continuity yeah. into the into the season without any injuries. He had some massive you know, injuries. Yeah, that not many people know about. When he, when he played in Waffle, every game I saw him play, he was pretty good in the middle of the ground there. And it'd be nice to see him get a little bit of more consistency. Winder, well, um, yeah, he's got a lot of competition now because he's up against the guys like the Chesters now, the Hewitts, the the Ginbys. Depends where uh, they're going to play. Long. I mean, he's a half forward. He's yeah. not. He's not a midfielder. No. You, you, you can't go in the midfield because you've already got Tim Kelly and Sheed, uh, Sheed there. Shuey's still there. And Shuey. And they're all about the same type of size. So he's not going to go into there with those guys because that's just not going to happen. So he's really got to crunch into that half-forward line. Yeah, yeah I, I'm happy. Uh, I look at it and I think players like Gilby were unlucky not to get a spot on the list. Still may. Um, so other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with where the list is at right now. I think... Well, a lot of players know it's their last chance, and even if you're down on a player, well, it's their chance, and now they've been given a chance to prove everyone wrong. Well, we've still got two more players to pick, a pl- a talk about. Yeah, so at least they finish us there. So you just said Winder, mm. um, he's got more pressure with one of his close mates in Tyrell DeWall, mm. who was added as a Cat B rookie, and so was Jordan Baker. So for those out there that don't know, if you're an NGA player, you don't get picked or bitted on in the main draft, you automatically can be nominated by the club. You usually nominate them before. Um, so that's why people know who they're going for. As Cat B rookies and they automatically – they don't have to go to – they automatically on there. So they've got – I think it's only a one-year deal or it might be two. No, I, I, sorry. I, if I get this right, I apologize. I believe it is a one one-year deals because it's a free hit basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I hope the you – know, And, on, you sorry. know, Tyrell um, DeWar, what he did in the Subiaco and 
end of the year. He was he was electric. So that's probably mm. another reason why they've gone that small forward option again to have another one. And Jordan Baker, he's a winger. For those people out there that don't know, they're both in the state team, so they both did all right. And DeWar in his last state game was pretty good. Well, DeWar's not a midget. He's no small forward. He's he's close to six foot. He's 183 centimetres. Yeah. And his, <clears throat> his form in the finals of the Subiaco Colts, that, I mean, that that got the Subi going and that got them, got them through. I mean, they were playing Claremont, who were going to be touted as well better, and Subi flogged them in that game. And I remember... Dewar, he, he just dominated up forward. He was taking big marks. I think he kicked about five or six goals in one of those games. So I'm glad we grabbed him now because he's one they're going to be – he's going to be – you can't tell me the Dockers aren't looking at him. No, another project has potential. Yeah. And I was going to say, he's a crumbing forward, but he plays a little bit like that Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan more because of his leap. But they play almost tall because they will take a big mark, you know. Mm. So they're not like the small crumbing forward, no. if you know what I mean. So and that is, it just adds another string to their bow, really, doesn't yeah. it? And Baker, I'm glad he's getting given a chance because at East Perth, I've seen a bit of him at East Perth, and I thought he's got something. And in the state game, he, he tore, I think he played two, played pretty good for my for my opinion. Anyway, mm. um, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon. I want to give you a couple of quick fire questions here. Now I don't know if you looked at them. No. Oh, if Jinby. If Reuben Jinby and Neil Erasmus were in the same draft, who would have you picked at pick eight? If they're in the same year. In the same now, year. I, I would still have Jinby. And I rate Erasmus, but Erasmus has come on because he's, he's won they're both two. both the of, same number. He's won two of the four time trials in, in their second lot of preseason there. Yeah. I'm, I would say Jinby, but to be absolutely honest with you, I think it's recency biased. I think because Jim B this year came from nowhere, yeah. we real Neil Erasmus I just knew was good the whole time. Mm. So and I think that is purely recency biased. But yeah, Jim B's was touted as a top five pick. All right. Who's your number one pick for next year? I know I know <laughs> you're, you're you don't mind. <laughs> but we won't get him. <laughs> Sorry, was I'm on Teen Wayne here. I'll read. Read right. I, Harley I, Reed. I think a, he's a just two to one. I'm going Ashton. Just just quickly. When, when you're playing under 18s when you're a 17 year old, not even eligible for that draft, but you're still playing in that state side. You've got well, some talent. And you're match winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going really for the, the game. I'm going for the best South Australian forward. And he was the same at South Australia, Ashton Muir. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad I'm hoping I don't think we're going to get Reed because Reed will oh, go number one. They'll be but one and two. If Ashton Muir's mm. back your, a few, your boy kicked five set or was it seven goals? He kicked a bag, I think, against WA in the carnival, didn't he? Four against four, WA. Was it? It's oh, only four. And the, the, but he is. I tell you, if you have, oh, I like that Reed as well. Don't worry. Yeah. But that Muir up forward, he can kick both feet 50, 60 meters each. Doesn't matter. He hasn't got a preferred foot. And that's what I like about him. You haven't the, talked me around. I'm still on the, Team Reed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the big and the big killer in this ne- next one is the little small forward, uh, the long hair. I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, the guy from uh, Victoria. What was it? Watson? No, uh, I, I know remember. the guy you're talking about. He is an abs. He is going to be the next Brent Harvey. He right, quickly, is a gun. Can Shuey get over his soft tissue injuries? Yes or no? Because oh. he just had another one. Uh, no, but as long as it's not a debilitating hammy, he's an old man. He's going to get twinges yeah. and that. Uh, this calf, he's back at he's back running at training mm. with the young boys already. Yeah, I think, just, it'll I be, think it'll the be media in the media. That's what I was going to say. It'll be in the media every time he pings. But he's going to have calf problems. He's going yeah. to have hammy problems as long as he doesn't 
tear his hammy, that's yeah. a win. I hope for, I hope for his sake because he's a great player of the club. I hope he gets a full season, and and I hope he's not in that centre of the ground all the time. I'd love to see him down that forward line a bit more. Is he going to be captain? Yes, I think he will be captain for one more year. Uh, I don't think there's anyone there banging, I reckon on, no. banging on the door. I reckon McGovern's getting it. Yeah, I don't think Brass Brass will be in Leishka. I don't think Not he ready. actually wants to be captain. Yeah, and Allen being out and being so young and missing a whole year. Not ready yet. He no way he could be captain, and I think he will be our next one. So mm. maybe yes or maybe Gov. All right. Um, before we wrap it up, I just want a few little things. Um, a favourite player from mine from the Waffle, uh, West Perth boy. Uh, Stephen Trewella, he's now one of the footy managers at the Eagles. Yes. He was a free-time premiership player at uh, the Falcons. He was a general manager there. We've got a new coach in the development thing called Tom Morrison. He's done work with WA State Academy. And we've got a new psychologist, uh, Matt Bergen, who's from uh, the Olympics and state teams. Um, for P- Paul Fitzpatrick, brother of Mike, is the new... Uh, chairman, isn't he? Yep, yes. Chairman. Uh, so he takes over. And um, what else did I have to go here? Oh, which player of the new recruits will debut round one? Oh, that's a big one. I, I'm going to go with – actually, I'm going to go with Jinby. Jinby, he's a big boy. I'm going your boy, uh, Barnett. Right. We always play two ruckmen and – as I said, he he's got the build of Williams already. He's not as skinny. They, they are skinny. That's a good bit, of, but he's not as skinny as a lot of eighteen-year-olds coming into the comp. I think I think Jinby will take um, uh, Redden spot. Well, I, just because you said Redden, I'm the other way. I'm going Hewitt to oh, take no. Redden spot. Really, yeah. I think Hewitt will play a lot more forward. I think he'll take Rioli's spot. Ooh, well, it's going to be interesting. We'll yeah. find out round yeah. one next year. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for preseason, actually. Yeah. So, oh, so um, I said this can't last. Can't wait for the games. Yeah, I said this last year, and it bit me in the ass. I can't wait to see the. <laughs> I'm saying it again. I can't wait to see the waffle team this year mm. with the depth we suddenly had. I said that last year, and then we all know what happened there. We had two, three players mm. playing pretty much in the waffle mm. side, but this year we should have. 15, 17 players almost every week, shouldn't we? I'd like to see Campbell Chester in there as well, up there first, in that first game. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be great. Um, we're looking for new sponsors and we've got one. I forgot to say it at the start of the show, so sorry. So we've got Plus Fitness, CBR, K Hillary's and Joondal up on board this year. Uh, we're looking for some more sponsors, so... If you think you got something that could help us out, uh, send them to message on Eagle Nation. Um, Eagle Nation is on Linktree now, so you can go there and you can download the shade from anywhere. All our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and they're on a million podcast apps. So, yeah, and it's um, also uh, the Hillary's one's a reasonably new gym too, nice and fresh and new. And so definitely check it out if you're out yeah. that way. Ask for nice. Tom, tell him that Eagle Nation sent you, and he might do you a good deal. Yeah. Um, but be prepared, he's going to punish you yeah. <laughs> because I'm feeling it. Um, all right, thanks again, guys. It's been yeah. great. Um, and I don't know if we'll do another pod until pre-season, but just keep a look out on those socials and um, until we hear from you next, go Eagles, eh? Yeah, all the best. Go Eagles.
fortress built We crossed the nation Our colors share the west coast sky I will do it